Hozo native Owen Wash is a singer and songwriter. He has a new album coming out today. Radio Casco might remember Owen as a regular contributor as a reporter for The River Reporter. He's been on the local edition and the reporter's roundtable. Today, he's releasing his new album, and he's also doing a farewell concert. Walsh is leaving the state and moving to Asheville, North Carolina. He's on the program now to talk about his music, his process, and why he's moving. Owen, welcome back to the program. Hey, Patricia. Thanks so much for having me. So that's the first question I have for you. Why are you moving, Owen? Yeah, it's a uh, fair question for sure. Uh, so I was actually born in Honesdale, Pennsylvania, um, on right on North Main Street and uh, uh, just a little outside of downtown Honesdale. And uh, I attended Honesdale High School, um, you know, moved away briefly uh, to go to Ithaca College uh, between 2015 and 2019. But then after I graduated from Ithaca, going there for journalism and music, I came back and became, as you mentioned, a reporter for the River Reporter newspaper uh, covering Wayne County, Pennsylvania news uh, for a number of years. And I was also a gigging musician during that time, kind of, uh, you know, playing at pretty much any venue uh, that I could get a gig at um, over those uh, several years. And, um, you know, I just feel like they're kind of reached a point where, um, you know, I still love doing uh, the type of music I do here in Honesdale and throughout Wayne County and parts of Sullivan County as well. And, uh, you know, this will always be, you know, my musical home where I, you know, uh, you know, kind of first dip my toe into live performance. But uh, I think I'm just kind of ready to, you know, explore another part of the country and, uh, you know, hopefully get my music out to a bit of a broader audience. I guess just meet new musicians and also get into some new venues, maybe experience some new types of music that might inform, you know, the style of songs that I write and just kind of, uh, yeah, just really broaden my horizons, both for myself and for the people that I can hopefully reach with my music. I read in the article that was at River Reporter, and you talked about the moment you picked up your father's old guitar that hasn't seen the light of day in years. And this sparked something in you. And you wanted to sort of, I guess, this started the journey of you being in music. Who influenced you early on in your musical career? Really, the first uh, place I should start is by saying that my very first musical experience was taking violin lessons, which I started doing at the age of three. I really just kind of stuck with, you know, the traditional classical violin lessons from that very young age, all the way through about middle school until I was just about a teenager. And as you mentioned, it was right around that time, I think I was going into high school or about to go into high school. And I just found my dad's old Epiphone six string uh, guitar, acoustic guitar in the closet. And because I had, you know, taking violin lessons for so long, I was able to pretty much transfer, you know, what I had learned reading music and, uh, being able to decipher the notes on the, you know, a stringed instrument. Uh, not that they're all the same, but they're kind of comparable enough that if you know one, you're able to figure out another stringed instrument. So that's was my experience going from violin to guitar. And um, along with the discovery of that old guitar, my dad's songbooks from when he was growing up in the 60s and 70s, uh, and some of the artists who were really popular back then, such as Paul McCartney and Wings, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, um, you know, Bob Dylan, uh, James Taylor, uh, just kind of all these kind of folky, uh, you know, pop singers from the 60s and 70s. All those songbooks were in the guitar case as well. So uh, just because that was what 
I found with the guitar, those were the kind of songs I taught myself to play along to and eventually taught myself to sing. So in terms of uh, my early influences, it kind of it's almost as if I grew up in the 60s and 70s uh, musically because I really just inherited all those same artists that my dad loved when he was growing up at the same age. And I think if you listen to my music, you can definitely hear those influences as the, uh, you know, kind of folk Americana type uh, artists that really informed what I like to write. Well, I don't know the spell you're under, but it kind of makes me wonder if you ever let the sunlight get into your eyes. Do you still play your father's guitar? Yeah, I do. It's um, a very uh, interesting guitar in the sense that um, this is kind of, I guess, only for guitar geeks. But, uh, you know, where the um, neck of the guitar connects to the body of the guitar, usually there's like a little piece of wood that it, uh, kind of connects it. And if you are trying to play way high up on the neck of the guitar on the fretboard, that piece of wood that's connecting the two things gets in the way. But uh, this guitar, they, you know, kind of bolted it uh, on the other side of it so that like you have extra space to really, you know, get your hand all the way up and play high up there. So, um, you know, not that I would ever consider selling the guitar, but I've been sold by some other guitar aficionados that it's kind of a special one just because you don't really see that type of uh, manufacturing too often. So it's kind of an interesting one for sure. All right. No, definitely. No, that's, that guitar sounds like it's priceless. You know, it's not, not only your father's, but it's what got you interested in, in music. So absolutely. Yes. So you pick up the guitar, you figure out that, hey, I can play this. You learn how to play the guitar. You learn these songs. How do you figure out that you could sing and you could write your own songs? So the uh, singing was kind of along with the, uh, you know, finding those old uh, 60s and 70s songbooks. Uh, the way they're laid out is they have the guitar tablature uh, as well as the musical notation. But because all those songs have lyrics to them, they also have the lyrics that go right along with the guitar chords uh, in the book. And, uh, you know, it started out almost as just kind of making sure that I was playing the right notes. I would kind of be quietly singing the melodies of these old songs to myself as I'm strumming the guitar uh, just to make sure you know, because uh, I know what these songs are supposed to sound like. So I kind of sing it to myself while I'm strumming the strings of this guitar and kind of figuring out, you know, is this uh, am I playing this the right way, essentially? And uh, it was something that I uh, always did you know, just quietly in my room with the door shut when usually I'd like try to do it when my family wasn't home or at least when I thought they were all busy doing something else, not listening, because, you know, for uh, really years I was just doing it, you know, totally in private, really quietly, because, uh, you know, I didn't think of myself as a singer. I never, never uh, saw myself that way. So it was almost embarrassing, uh, the idea of, you know, someone watching me while I'm singing. And, uh, you know, I would later find out that my family was always, uh, you know, aware of what was going on, that, you know, I wasn't really being as secretive and stealthy as I thought. But, uh, you know, that was really where it all started was just kind of singing those melodies quietly to myself. And, you know, just the more I did it, the more uh, accustomed I became to singing and playing at the same time. And uh, I'm kind of thankful now that uh, I that is just by chance how I learned how to play guitar, because there's a lot of guitarists nowadays who they've been playing guitar for years and years. But, you know, now they're trying to incorporate singing into their guitar playing to do both at the same time. And it's kind of, you know, like uh, trying to do two different things with your hands. Like it's a little kind of a trick for your brain to be able to do both things without one thing messing up the other. 
And uh, luckily, again, just by chance, it wasn't like a strategic choice, but because that's how I learned to play guitar while I was also singing, you know, that's always come very easily to me. So uh, it's, uh, you know, kind of all worked out uh, for my favor. And eventually you made it out of the bedroom and started going to playing live shows and getting out there and performing live. How was it to perform for the first time and getting that response from the audience? Yeah, so the very first time I ever performed publicly was at my high school talent show. I was a junior in high school. Uh, like I said before, I was attending Honesdale, uh, Honesdale High School, and it was the uh, Spirit Week talent show. And there's about roughly a thousand kids in my school. So uh, kind of a big first step to go from, you know, just performing only in my bedroom to performing in front of a thousand people, you know, high school peers, no less, who, uh, you know, will likely make fun of you if you get up there and, uh, you know, do an awful job. It was just kind of on a whim. I decided I'm just going to do it. You know, I've been uh, quietly singing to myself for years and why not just give it a shot and see how it goes. And the response that I got was really uh, kind of um, overwhelmingly positive. One of the nice aspects was that we won the uh, talent show because, you know, the spirit week uh, system is that uh, every class is uh, competing against the other class. So uh, I think partly why the response was so good was just people were uh, that my fellow classmates were thankful to me for uh, winning the uh, that stage of the competition for them. But, uh, you know, it really just kind of uh, spurred in me this uh, realization that uh, I really like the pressure of being on stage, everyone watching me being under, you know, feeling the heat of the lights uh, shining on me, kind of that nervous sweating. Uh, some people, you know, get out there and feel all those things and kind of get stage fright. And uh, when they come off stage, they're like, all right, I never want to experience that again. Where for me, it was almost kind of like a drug. It was like addicting, you know, not even like in an egotistical way like uh, that. I was just like, oh, everyone's watching me because I'm, you know, the greatest person ever and everyone should be watching me. It was more just, you know, feeling that kind of pressure and that kind of uh, a good type of anxiety to really uh, rise to the occasion was something that I really uh, felt like I flourished under. And uh, that was kind of I realized from that day that, you know, I want to kind of keep chasing that feeling as much as possible. I'm sure it could be like sort of an out-of-body experience walking on stage and performing live. Absolutely. You sort of cease becoming the Owen Walsh everyone knows. You become Owen Walsh, their singer and songwriter. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's definitely like, uh, you know, some like artists, like more uh, accomplished artists than me for sure. But they, uh, you know, talk about actually having like alter egos that they have when they're out on stage versus like who they are just with their friends and family. Uh, and, you know, I've never... Uh, taken it that far, far where I like, you know, literally have like a kind of character that I'm playing on stage or a different name that I go by when I'm out there. But I definitely understand the impulse uh, behind that because it does kind of feel like uh, two separate people sometimes because uh, as anyone who knows me pretty well will tell you uh, in uh, just interpersonal communication, I'm not the t kind of person who's like a life of the party or trying to, you know, I'm not always, I don't always need a lot of attention on me. I'm not always the loudest person in a room or in a conversation, but there's, you know, when I'm out on stage, I kind of like the fact that, you know, all the pressure is on me. So it's a, kind of an interesting dichotomy between, uh, it's almost like having multiple personalities in a way. You have a song on one of your latest albums, Owen Cole, uh, called Waiting on Johnny Cash. And I wanted to use this sort of an example and talk about your process of songwriting and using that song. What sort of came first? Was the lyrics, was the music, 
or did it all come together at the same time? I always have a little trouble answering the question because understandably people always want to know what comes first, the music or the words. And uh, the only reason it's tough to answer sometimes is because uh, it almost happens at the same time in a weird way. It never comes or very rarely comes out as a finished product, either, you know, half of it, uh, half of it comes out as a finished product right away. In my own songwriting process, it usually always happens the same way where I'm you know, just kind of sitting around strumming my guitar kind of mindlessly, you know, almost uh, simultaneously as like a little melody just kind of starts coming together in my head based on the chords I happen to be playing at that moment. I just start voicing that melody and kind of whatever words come out as I'm just bringing that melody, you know, out of my mouth just to make it something I can hear. So it's not just in my head. Uh, I kind of just will improvise some words that really have no meaning at first. Uh, just to, and it's like, you know, I don't try to figure out what they mean right away or, you know, uh, you know, it, not trying to analyze why that's the first thing that was at the top of my head at that point. But that's almost always how it happens. And that's kind of always the starting point. So it's, I will just have like a little snippet of a melody and just like these few words that popped out. So that's kind of why I say they almost happen at the same time, because uh, it really is like, both of them happen spontaneously and simultaneously. So, um, you know, but that's always the starting point. Uh, you know, it's never a complete song right out the gate for me. Uh, some people are lucky enough to just, you know, come up with a song and the length of the song is the same amount of time it took them to write it, you know, but uh, for me, it always uh, is a little bit longer of a process uh, for that song you mentioned, Waiting on Johnny Cash, which is on uh, my Owen Co. EP that came out a couple of months ago with my uh, band here in Homesdale. That was something that I wrote uh, when I was still in college. It was winter break and I was uh, just kind of sitting around my house strumming my guitar. Probably the, the first line of the song is, uh, well, my friends have all moved on and my love, she's long gone. Well, my friends have all moved on. Which uh, is not like, you know, a really uh, true account of anything I was going through at that point. It's not like I had suddenly lost all my friends and like, you know, my, uh, you know, my girlfriend broke up with me at that point. Like n none of that actually happened, but it was right. winter break and all uh, for whatever reason, the college I went to had like a much longer winter break than any of uh, the other people I went to high school with. So, you know, all the people I was hanging out with, all my friends that I was uh, getting together with had already all gone back to college. And then it was kind of just me. And, uh, you know, for like the next like two weeks, I just like had an extra two weeks of vacation and uh, no one to really hang out with. So uh, I was kind of just, you know, like uh, biding my time waiting to go back to college. So it's probably that kind of feeling of, you know, it wasn't like my friends had really all left me like we weren't friends anymore. But, you know, it was just kind of this funny feeling of like, uh, you know, uh, I was like the only person my age left in Honesdale uh, all of a sudden. So you know, probably just something kind of subconscious like that was probably like stirring in my head. So then up came those lyrics as I was singing that melody. And uh, then that was the starting point, you know, then the rest of the lyrics, you know, I don't remember writing them per se, but, uh, you know, they all just kind of come uh, streaming out over the next couple of days, maybe next couple of weeks. And then uh, that happens a lot. And sometimes it write it all down or I record it on my phone and listen back to it. And think uh, all right that's nothing like 
uh, you know, I, and then I just forget about it. And then sometimes like in the case of that song, you know, it just keeps sticking in my head and I keep singing it uh, to the point that then I, I'll show it to some other musicians. And if they're digging it, then uh, we turn it into a song. So that's usually more or less how the process goes. Now, you are a singer-songwriter, but you also have musicians who back you up either in studio and also in live. Are they the same batch of musicians, or does the roster change from time to time? It's a, kind of a rough group of musicians who change. person or two will kind of change every gig I do or every uh, album I work on. But there's kind of a core group of people I usually go back to. Uh, the name of my band is called Owen Co., which I uh, purposely did, um, you know, O ampersand co as an Owen and company. And uh, the reason I just kind of picked a kind of vague name like that was I formed the band while I was still in college. And I realized that other musicians my age were also in college or were getting jobs and moving to different parts of the country. So it seemed like it was impossible to always have the same exact group of musicians from one show to the next. Uh, so I thought, why don't I just give my band name something that we're not going to be like the you know whatever's because then once one member drops out we're not that thing anymore so just call it owen and company because as long as there's one other guy with me it's always true that it's owen co or owen and company so you know there's a ton of great musicians in wayne county and sullivan county uh and uh, i've been lucky enough that uh to become friends with a lot of them and for a lot of them to be nice enough to uh, learn my songs and contribute their talents to my songs. So there's kind of like a core group of friends and musicians that I go back to a lot. But, um, you know, it is probably a little bit different every show uh, that you come to of mine. Your new album, On My Ways, is going to be debuted this Friday, December 9th at the Cooper's Project. It's called On My Way. Uh, did you set out to do you do you set out to make a record or is it happens like when you have a collection of songs already like a five six songs together and i say yeah this could be an album or do you go out and say hey i want to make an album yeah this was uh this album that's coming out uh in a couple days was the first time uh it's my first full-length album so uh you know i've released some eps before uh which is kind of like outdated lingo they call shorter length things eps and then the full length is a lp uh, back when, you know, they were still pressing uh, albums on vinyl, you know, this so this is my first full length album. It's going to be 12 songs. And it was the beginning of this year uh, uh, of 2022 that uh, a friend of mine and I um, got together and decided that we, we are going to set out and try to make this album. You know, I really had no idea how long it was going to take to accomplish this. Um, and uh, he actually asked me, uh, it's probably like February of 2022, you know, what's your like deadline? Like, when are you hoping to have this released by? And I kind of said in a tongue in cheek way, well, you know, as long as it's before 2023, uh, I'll be fine with that, you know, and I was kind of joking because I didn't think it was really, I thought it'd take like a month or two months, maybe. And now here we are at, uh, you know, December of 2022, and we're, we're finally releasing it. So uh uh, really just coming in right under the gun uh, at that deadline of before 2023. Yeah, this was really the first time that, uh, you know, I had knew I had enough songs to do it and really wanted to set out to, you know, make this first full length album for if for no other reason than to just, you know, 
uh, finally have all these songs that have been rattling around in my brain for so long down on some kind of physical form. Now that you're leaving, your album is titled On My Way, so it's sort of fitting. Looking back at your time here in Sullivan County and time in Holmesdale, is there something that you sort of you're proud that you have done or proud that you have experienced? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's uh, really so many things that I could probably point to uh, as a uh, you know, points of pride, you know, just being able to be a musician and uh, be a part of uh, different, you know, concert series. There's a annual thing that happens in uh, Holly or near Holly, Pennsylvania, uh, just a little uh, bit uh, over from a few minutes over from Honesdale called the Fall Music Festival at Dorflinger, which is a annual charity concert event. This big group of people, uh, mainly uh, led by Jamie Rutherford of Honesdale, uh, puts together every year and it supports a whole slate of different causes and uh, scholarships and different charities. Just I play a very minor role in that, just my band and uh, me uh, performing in it every year. Uh, but just having the chance to be a part of like, you know, such a nice community event uh, like that every single year is definitely um, as far as far as musical, uh, you know, local musical events in my life go uh, that's definitely one of the biggest points of pride and uh you know the work i was able to do at the river reporter and also with you you know was never uh you know officially part of the wjff team but i would uh when i was at the river reporter call in uh at least once a week sometimes a couple times a week to kind of talk about you know just what was going on in our local area and uh you know, you did a couple of uh, great reporter roundtables where me and a few other of the reporters in the area just kind of talked about what it's like to be uh, writing the news in uh, our small town coverage areas and kind of the trials and tribulations of a small time reporter or small town reporter, I should say. And, uh, you know, all that stuff, you know, I always felt like just a very small cog and a much bigger machine. And uh, it's definitely um, very proud to be a part of that machine. Well, we're very proud to have you on the radio and, and those uh, shows, Local Edition and the Reporters Roundtable. You were such a great uh, contributor and great reporter. You're playing your, tonight, you're playing your farewell concert at the Cooper's Project. This isn't the first time you performed there, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, quite a few times. That was, uh, aside from the uh, talent show that in, at high school that I talked about, the Cooper's was probably... One of my first uh, public performances, I used to go to their open mics. Uh, you know, they would do these monthly open mics uh, years ago. They still do, I think, to some degree. Uh, I don't know if it's still once every month. But yeah, the uh, open mics were definitely uh, very formative in my uh, ability to go out and perform because there's always such a kind you know, audience there that really, even if you didn't have your greatest performance ever, they would just encourage you and want you to keep coming back. So. Yeah, without the Cooperage, uh, I don't know where I'd be as far as uh, musical performance goes. So it's nice to kind of end my, uh, you know, run of uh, live performances locally at the Cooperage again. If folks want to see your concert that's happening tonight at 7 o'clock, where can they go? Uh, so you can probably go to the Cooperage's website, but uh, I'm just going to plug the URL code that I know uh, by heart, which is owenwalshmusic.com. And, uh, you know, that's my uh, own uh, website for, uh, you know, you can find where I'm going to be performing next or you can see some hear some of my music there. But if you go there uh, for the next few days, the uh, link to the ticket 
is that, you know, the first thing that you're going to see, uh, I have, you know, a big button that says, you know, get your tickets here uh, for this Cooperage show. So uh, that's probably a, a easy way if people want to just go to owenwalshmusic.com, uh, they'll be able to find it, uh, no problem. Uh, Owen, before we go, is there anything else I have not touched on Do you want our listeners to know about? I think you uh, pretty much hit everything uh, that I was hoping to talk about. And, uh, you know, I just want to say um, to any uh, of the community members who are listening, whether they were, you know, readers of uh, my work in the River Reporter, or if they've, you know, come out to my uh, shows as a musician, uh, you know, I really just appreciate every single one of them. Uh, because, you know, both of my, uh, um, both of my endeavors in life, uh, whether musically or journalistically, are totally driven by uh, the audience in either respect. And, uh, you know, um, it's certainly uh, been rewarding to uh, pursue both uh, aspects of my life in such a great community, uh, whether Sullivan County or Wayne County. Uh, they both will always be at home to me. We're talking to Owen Walsh, singer and songwriter. His new album is coming out today. And he's doing a farewell concert at the Kubrick Project. Owen, thank you so much for joining us on the local edition. And we hope to hear from you in the future. Let us know what's happening in your new state and what's happening with your musical career. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Between here and paradise, I'm going away somewhere sunny.